After 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nachum Siegel. Welcome to a Thursday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program.
Thursday morning at 91.1 FM, 90.1 FM in the Catskills, Rockland County at 91.9 FM, around the world on the web, jmtheam.org. Thanks for tuning in. Benny Friedman with two off of the uh, most recent CD, the title track, Kolon Shama and then Esau Enai, Am Yisrael, done by Yaakov Shweki, Yankee Lemmer, the great cantor, with Yismach Moshe and Zmiros Medley off of the CD entitled, It is Shabbos, Baruch Levine with Ki Hu, from the Chassan HaTorah collection, and Regesh Modaani opening things up, and we say good morning. It's Thursday on this May 14th, big day in Jewish history, May 14th. Yeah. Um, Declaration of the State of Israel, May 14th, 1948. It's now May 14th, 2015, 25th day in the month of ER, the year 5775. Today is day 40 in the counting of the Omer. Today is day number 40. That's five weeks and five days. We forgot to count last night. Make sure to do so sometime today. 53 degrees, 59% humidity, winds in north, two miles an hour. Sunny today with a high of 74. Boy, we're really, we've got some good weather going on. Hasn't rained in a while, and it looks like this weekend we'll take care of that. Looks like the rain will finally be back. But it was so dry in this area, I saw warning signs yesterday on the highway about, uh, tossing cigarettes out one's window that the grass was so dry people should be extra careful not to do that interesting didn't realize it was so long since we've had rain uh clear tonight low 56 tomorrow partly cloudy a high temperature 75 we're at 68 in Yerushalayim. we're at 53 here in jersey city as we say good morning at jm in the am um today an interesting day on our stream at jmtheam.org a lot of great programming as you would uh, as you would uh, guess Rabbi Eliyahu Fink, who is one of the people, he's from California and he's one of the people who does our uh, stunt show in our stunt show rotation Thursdays at 1 o'clock. He's actually going to join me live in studio in New York City at about 12.30 today. We'll have a chance to talk during the live lunch. He then will present a show at 1 o'clock live, which will concentrate on this uh, Pew report about religion in America. So it should be an interesting day on our stream for a variety of reasons, but certainly with Rabbi Eliyahu Fink coming in from California, joining us during the live lunch, and then conducting the 1 o'clock hour uh, live in our studio in New York City here at jmnam.org. You can listen on the NSN app. You can listen on jmnam.org. You can listen to any, any of the traditional methods that we offer and uh, like I say, it should be very interesting. We also welcome your comments. We'll essentially be live. Wow, we're going to essentially be live from now until 2 o'clock. Yeah, we're live, basically, maybe with the exception of a half hour. Uh, we, are, we are live between now and 2 p.m., so if you want to comment on the app, those will be seen in real time. Uh, go to the NSN app. You can add your comment on the very uh, very front on the home screen. You'll see it says there, add a comment. And uh, it should be a great day for us with a lot of great live programming. Uh, plenty tomorrow, then plenty Saturday night, and then, of course, we get to Sunday. With Sunday and uh, JM Sunday, Matis does a Yom Yerushalayim special this coming Sunday on Yom Yerushalayim on Jerusalem Day, which I'm sure will be spectacular. Make sure to be tuned in for that. And then Monday, I get the opportunity to celebrate both Jerusalem and Hebron with Mayor Weingarten, who will be in our studio. As we announced yesterday late, in the um, in the Wednesday edition of JM and the AM, Rabbi Yosef Tzvi Rimon will join us in hour number three 
on Yom Chevron this coming Monday at JM in the AM. So uh, it's going to be it's already jam packed, and usually in the third hour, Mayor Weingarten does the um, sounds of 1967. We'll get to those at some point, but we also have Ravi Moan coming into our studio, which we are very much looking forward to. So it should be very interesting. A lot of interesting days coming up, that's for sure. A lot of very interesting days and great shows coming up here at JM in the AM. Today, Rabbi David Lichtenstein is going to join us. He's the author of Headlines, does an amazing show each week uh, that we carry on the uh, Nahum Siegel Network. A lot of great halachic discussions. Um, so we'll speak with him coming up, and um, I believe we have another uh, interesting conversation as well scheduled, which we will tell you about. So lots happening on this Thursday. Day 40 in the counting of the Omer. If you forgot to count last night, make sure to do so sometime today. And uh, as we always say, more coming up on a JM in the AM uh, Thursday morning. This, I don't know what happened to that song. I wanted to play this a moment ago. This is a uh, selection from Lipa at JM in the AM. Schmelzer, mechibet mit der Bruche. Buri, 
JM and the AM, Ellie Deitch with a uh, single entitled You Did Nefesh here at JM and the AM. Before that, Shmuel Levy had Zehayom. You heard Miami with Vitaher, Yehuda Katz and Ata Echad. Lipa with Asher Yatsar off of the Pashatur Yid CD from the uh, wedding service. 53 degrees, sunny, high temperature 74. It's day 40 in the counting of the Omer. My name is Nahum Siegel and this is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial and around the world on the web, jmnam.org. This Amtrak crash, which uh, claimed the lives of at least a couple of people from our community, uh, from the Jewish world, uh, apparently the train was traveling twice as fast as, as it was supposed to be traveling, which is unbelievable. And our thoughts and prayers are those families of uh, those who are killed and those who are injured in that terrible accident. JM in the AM with 53 degrees outside on a Thursday, full day on our stream at jmintheam.org. Make sure to be tuned in. This is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope. Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial, broadcasting live from the Sonia and Robert Gold Studios in Jersey City, New Jersey. Here's our news from Israel. הרכב הפוגע נמלט, וכוחות הביטחון פתחו בסריקות ליתור חשודים. בירושלים, פלסטינים ידעו אבנים לעבר הרכבת הקלה, אין נפגעים, אך נזק נגרם לרכבת. המשטרה מחפשת כעת אחר חשודים. נמשכת חלוקת התיקים בליכוד, אופיר אקוניס יכהן כשר במשרד התקשורת, ומשה יעלון כצפוי יישאר שר הביטחון. כתבנו עידו בן בג'י. נתניהו הודיע בשעות האחרונות ליעלון... Well, for some reason, and maybe one day we'll actually figure out why, uh, we again have lost our connection to our news from Israel. Uh, one of the uh, top stories, it may have been the top story actually, is uh, the one that just um, uh, that just became the headline on the Jerusalem Post website, and that is that a uh, Palestinian rams car into Israelis in West Bank, injuring three. Israeli authorities suspect that a Palestinian national rammed his vehicle into a group of Israeli civilians on Thursday in what is being tentatively treated as a terrorist attack. The alleged assailant, assailant has been taken into custody. Magen David Adom Rescue said that it had received a distress call reporting an incident on Route 60 near the old Alon Shvut Junction southwest of Beit Lechem. MDA said that three people were injured, two of them moderately, one lightly. All victims, 16 years of age, were fully conscious when they were rushed to the hospital for treatment. So that's the latest from Israel, another terrorist attack utilizing a car, this time at the old Alon Shvut crossing in the... Um, area of Haray Yehuda, the Judean hills, in the area of Gush Etzion. Um, earlier, by the way, 
The Israeli security agency and Jerusalem police prevented a stabbing attack on a security guard at a sensitive Jewish enclave in East Jerusalem. The Shin Bet said that earlier this month, they and the Jerusalem police arrested three suspects on suspicion of plotting an attack on security guards stationed outside of Beit Ovadia, a Jewish building in the mainly Palestinian neighborhood of Silwan. The Shin Bet said that Abbasi, one of the suspects, confessed to having the minor, another one of the suspects, carry out surveillance on the house ahead of a planned shooting attack. Abbasi later decided that a stabbing attack had more potential to work, so he acquired a knife and axe and stashed them at his house and his grandfather's house. He also admitted to making pipe bombs and Molotov cocktails, which were used against Israeli police during a recent rioting in East Jerusalem. According to the Shin Bet, he's affiliated with the Popular Front for Liberation of Palestine, while the other two suspects are not linked to any group. All right, and uh, in other news, which... um, you may have heard about yesterday, the uh, Israel expressed disappointment at the Vatican's announcement that it reached the outline of an agreement with the Palestinians and at the Holy See's use of the term State of Palestine for the first time in an official document. The agreement, according to the Vatican, deals with essential aspects of the life and activity of the Catholic Church in Palestine. Both parties, according to the statement, agreed that the work of the Commission on the text of the agreement has been concluded and that the agreement will be submitted to the respective authorities for approval ahead of setting a date in the near future for the signing. This agreement between the Vatican and Palestine, according to the source in the foreign ministry, does not move the peace process forward and moves the Palestinian leadership further away from returning to direct bilateral relations. Israel, the source said, will study the agreement and then decide on its steps accordingly. So that was, that was an interesting piece of news. Uh, a lot of people had uh, posted that on social media and commented about it. And um, a lot of people have uh, interesting historical analyses regarding the Vatican and its relationship with Israel. And for those who have always been skeptical about the outreach between the Vatican toward Israel, from the Vatican toward Israel, uh, yesterday certainly gave that... Uh, Gave that position a little bit of fuel, that's for sure. By the way, weekly update tomorrow. This and other topics will be discussed. Weekly update tomorrow with Malcolm Holmline, Executive Vice Chairman of the Conference of Presidents of Major American Jewish Organizations. 7.40 in the morning tomorrow right here at JM in the AM. Say it's not fair. I know how you feel when you just don't care. I know how you feel when you want to walk away. I know how you feel, but I want you to stay. I know how you feel when they laugh that way. I know how you feel when there's nothing to say. I know how you feel when it's too much to bear. I know how you feel, but I'm standing right here. Cause the gold don't shine and my words don't arrive without you And this heart's not mine and the world's not fine without you 
Cause the gold don't shine and the words don't rhyme And the hills don't climb and the bells don't chime Without you, this whole world is just not fine Without you Everywhere I know how you feel when there's nothing to spare. I know how you feel when you wanna walk away. I know how you feel, but I want you to stay. I know how you feel when life's a sad song. I know how you feel when you just don't belong. I know how you feel when it's too much to bear. I know how you feel, but I'm standing right here. Cause the gold don't shine and my words don't rhyme without you And the hills won't climb and the bells won't chime without you Cause the gold don't shine and the words don't rhyme And the hills don't climb and the bells don't chime without you This whole world is just not fine Say it's not fair. I know how you feel when you just don't care. I know how you feel when you wanna walk away. I know how you feel, but I want you to stay. Cause the gold don't shine and my words don't arrive without you. And this heart's not mine and the world's not fine without you. The gold won't shine and the words. Don't rhyme and the hills don't climb and the bells don't shine without you. This whole world is just not fine without you. This whole world is just not fine without you.
Solomon and Company with their most recent CD. Rifka said, take the bracha. Here at JM the AM. Yisrael Amar before that with Smile. You heard Sosa Sis done by David Gabe. Eighth day with Stay off of the Hula CDs. Day 40 in the counting of the Omer. Five weeks and five days on this Thursday morning. 53 degrees, sunny and a high of 74. Um... Listener David in Israel points out that where the terror attack took place this morning, that is the intersection, the same location where Ayal, Gilad, and Naftali were kidnapped from back in June, 11 months ago. Uh, today, a uh, a terrorist attack where um, a terrorist, an enemy of um, of Israel and of peace, uh, went ahead and... Um, Drove his car into a crowd, three injured, according to a report from the uh, area of Gush Etzion. Jam and the AM, reminder, we have amazing programming on our stream all day long. Make sure to check it out right away after Jam and the AM this morning. Charlie Harari is going to be on. It's called The Boardroom. Charlie will have uh, segments that will include leadership, ways to get people to trust you. Efficiency, how Jeff Bezos conducts meetings. 
innovation, the secret apartment of Elon Musk and Larry Page, two things that truly confident people do, unlocking greatness spotlight with Mark Bodner, who talks about his secret for getting clients, and in the news with Michael Davis, focusing on the trade pact and the AOL Verizon merger. That's all happening on the boardroom with Charlie Harari between 9 and 10 Eastern time. Special shout-out to our friends at the Joel Paul Group, who uh, continue to be very, very enthusiastic about Charlie's presentation each week. It is pretty amazing. And he fits a lot into that one hour, boy. He fits a lot into that one hour. Uh, coming up at 10 o'clock, it's a Jew in the City, Allison Josephs, and Miriam L. Wallach with her Yom Yushalayim special on That's Life. 11 o'clock, I'll be doing the live lunch. And remember, I'll be joined by Rabbi Eliyahu Fink. He's going to be live in our studio in New York at about 12.30 Eastern time today. Should be very interesting. He is a fascinating interviewee, I can tell you that much. Uh, 1 o'clock, he'll be doing the stunt show live from New York, and he'll discuss this uh, Pew report about religion in America. Not a very enthusiastic report on the topic of uh, religion in America. But he'll get to that uh, coming up um, at 1 o'clock Eastern time today on the stream at jmnam.org. Naomi Nachman tomorrow morning at 9 with Table for Two. Guests include Carol Unger, who wrote the cookbook Jewish Soul Food, or by Shlomo Zagui from the Kind Kitchen in Palm Beach, Florida, and a fabulous cheese tasting with Bridget Mizrahi of Sincerely Bridget Cheese Company. It's all happening tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. with Naomi Nachman here at jmandtheam.org, right after JM and the AM. Uh, you could hear that on the NSN app, obviously. Uh, all through the weekend, great programming, including Matis' Yom Yerushalayim special coming up at 7 o'clock Eastern time on Sunday. We do Yom Yerushalayim and Yom Chevron, that great celebration. Uh, that'll be on Monday right here at JM in the AM. So a lot of great things happening. Incredible material as we get closer and closer, number one, to uh, to Yom Yerushalayim and Yom Chevron. And then secondly, uh, to the holiday of Shavuos, which I believe is already Rabbi Goldwasser's topic this morning, if I'm not mistaken. I believe he's going to be discussing the holiday of Shavuos. A drop early for Rabbi Goldwasser. His words, Zechonish Masar of Zebin of Yosef HaLevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. Hagoyin Rav Aaron Soloveitchik once quoted the Talmud by saying, Talmud Godol, Talmud Mevi Lide Maisa. The study of Torah is of primary importance because it's conducive to ideal behavior. It promotes the observance of mitzvahs and the refinement of character. If a person doesn't couple the study of Torah with the demeanor that is motivated by Torah, if one doesn't study it together with its ethical values, if one doesn't couple the study of Torah with a refinement of character, then the Torah itself loses its significance. We understand this because the Torah requires a refinement of character. The Medrashmuel says that to love the Brias is to be makar of them, to bring them close to Torah. Whoever can be malamed schus will be kainet Torah, will be able to acquire Torah. Reb Nachman says that a school of Rasmada for diligence and learning is not to speak badly about anyone in Klal Yisrael. There are 600,000 oisius in the Torah. This is Keneged, the 600,000 soul roots. So, if a person speaks about someone in Klal Yisrael, it destroys one os, one letter from the Torah. Therefore, he would not have a cheshek or a desire to learn. 
It's interesting that the great Sadiq Reb Michal Ber Weissmandel tried to be Makarev, to bring close every Jew. He was once visiting a certain Rav in Brooklyn, and while he was waiting his turn, he met a brother and a sister who were also waiting to get advice. There, Reb Michal Ber struck up a conversation. They explained that the brother wanted to marry out of the faith, and the mother was very much against it. So, she told her son she would only agree if he would go to the Rav and ask for an Eitzah. The son agreed, came to the Rav with his sister. When they entered the room, they put down the kvittel nepidyan. The Rav, however, when he heard about this, asked them to please leave the room immediately. Remichol Ber followed them into the street and started to talk to them. He spent hours in the streets of Brooklyn and tried to influence the young man not to proceed with a pending intermarriage. It's enough, he said, that the Germans killed six million Jews in a physical annihilation. Make sure that there's no spiritual annihilation now. Following a very long conversation, Reb Michal Ber requested that they meet a second time. However, Reb Michal Ber didn't show up because he suffered a heart attack. From his hospital room, Reb Michal Ber called his good friend Reb Usher Forst. He begged him, that he should let the two young people know that unfortunately he's in the hospital. When Raforce called his sister and told her about Remichol Bear, she was silent for a moment. She was at a loss for words. Then she broke down and cried bitterly. When Raforce asked her why she's crying, she answered, How could I not cry? When Rav Weissmandel is lying in the hospital and still he thinks about us. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you Morning Chizik. Have a nice day. Oh, 
Green, it's called Barcheni. Day 40 in the counting of the Omer. If you got the count last night, make sure to do so sometime today. Welcome to a Thursday at JM and the AM. Great programming on our stream all day long. Keep the NSN app open all day long. Uh, live programming essentially between now and 2 p.m. Our live lunch will include my conversation live in the studio with Rabbi Eliyahu Fink. He will then conduct the stunt show at 1 o'clock live from our New York City studio. And he'll be doing that with a uh, report about I should say with his impressions about the Pew report about religion in America. should be very interesting, and uh, that will be between 1 and 2 o'clock today. So we are live. We have a lot of great shows coming up. Make sure to stay tuned in. Tomorrow, our weekly update, of course, that's, um, 
You're going to be at 7.40 tomorrow morning at JM in the AM. Ah, okay. Now I understand what's going on. Um, earlier in the week, uh, Miriam L. Wallach uh, scheduled an amazing guest for us this morning at JM and AM. In fact, in our newsletter, and if you don't get our newsletter, make sure to sign up for it. If you go to NahumSiegel.com, there's an automatic pop-up that lets you uh, sign up easily for it. But anyway, um, she arranged for an amazing conversation. I knew it would be an amazing conversation this morning with Dr. Ofer Merrin. Dr. Merrin is Deputy Director General and Director of Trauma Services at Shari Tzedek Medical Center in Yerushalayim. Many of you know that Shari Tzedek's medical personnel, a whole team, led the IDF medical mission to Nepal. And the, the earthquake struck on the 25th of April. I know subsequently there's been aftershocks and another major earthquake uh, this week. And the delegation of nine senior medical personnel from Charitetic Medical Center left for the earthquake zone in Kathmandu, Nepal, uh, Monday morning, April 27th. The delegation was part of the IDF medical mission dispatched in the wake of the humanitarian disaster, which struck the region April 25th. Um, Dr. Marin's a veteran of IDF medical relief operations, having supervised field hospitals and all the recent overseas disasters, as well as the IDF field hospital, which was established on Israel's northern border for the treatment of victims of the Syrian civil war. Uh, he and Professor Jonathan Alevi, Director General, um, uh, Dr. Tamara uh, Lechish, I hope that's the right uh, pronunciation, Director of Infectious Diseases Unit, uh, Dr. Sefi Mendelovitz, the D- Department of Pediatrics, uh, Dr. Avi Alpert, Department of Emergency Medicine, and many others all went to Nepal to represent Israel and the IDF and the Jewish people and themselves and Shari Tzedek in this effort, uh, which was, as we know, a successful effort because they saved lives, um, to do what they could in Nepal. Anyway, long story short, as they say, Dr. Ofer Merrin, the Deputy Director General and Director of Trauma Services at Shari Tzedek, was scheduled to join me at 7.35 this morning. And moments ago, and this is why I said that, uh, that it, it, why, why it sounded like I was discovering this while I was on the air, because I was discovering it while I was on the air. Moments ago, uh, we got the following email. Dr. Merrin cannot speak to Nahum Siegel. He was called to the trauma unit. So... <laughs> That was an email that was sent by his assistant that was forwarded uh, to us just moments ago, and I laugh only because, obviously, him being in the trauma unit is even more important than him speaking to us right now. But hopefully we will in the next few days speak with him and get a perspective on what it was like to lead this team and to be in Nepal and to represent, as I say, the State of Israel, the IDF, and the Jewish people and Shari Tzedek Medical Center and this incredible humanitarian effort, which has gotten international attention, thank God, and positive international attention for the most part. <laughs> believe me, we've seen how some have turned it into a negative, but that's hard to believe. But, hey, you know how it is out there when it comes to PR and uh, the Jewish people. Uh, everyone's always looking for a, not everyone, many people are always looking for a negative angle. Anyway, that's the story. We'll hopefully speak with him at a future time. And uh, kudos to Shari Tzedek Medical Center. Uh, as we continue to get to know them, we continue to learn about the incredible things they're doing in Israel and obviously um, outside of Israel as well. JM in the AM at 19 minutes before 8 o'clock.
Uh, I continue to recommend our stream all day long. So we have amazing programming on this Thursday, so make sure to be tuned in. The NSN app affords you the opportunity to comment at any time, including this show, on anything that's happening, and we encourage you to do so. Here's R.E.A. Kunstler.
Jam in the AM. Thursday morning on this day 40 in the counting of the Omer, Eitan Katz with Becha Batchu. Shira Chadasha with Dun Dun, the Kindalach had Animamin. Aryeh Kunstler had Elev Arechev. America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard and listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial. Broadcasting live from the Sonia and Robert Gold Studios in Jersey City, New Jersey, around the world on the web, jmtheam.org. Eight o'clock hour. Don't forget that uh, Monday is our Yom Yerushalayim Yom Chevron special. That's the one I'll be doing with um, with Mayor Weingarten here, live in studio on Sunday, the Yom Yerushalayim actual day of Yom Yerushalayim. Which, by the way, someone on the app asked. Someone on the NSN app asked uh, when the Rabbanut holds Yom Yerushalayim. That never moves. Yom Yerushalayim never moves, uh, unlike Yom Atzmaut. So uh, Sunday will be the day of observance of Yom Yerushalayim everywhere. Um, Matis will host the Yom Yerushalayim special online uh, in, during the JM Sunday program starting at 7 a.m. Eastern Time on the stream at jmtheam.org. We have an amazing day today on the stream at jmtheam.org. Make sure to listen on your computer, on your phone, on your uh, NSN app. Um, included in today's schedule, the boardroom with Charlie Harari, with a special nod to our friends at the Joel Pohl Group. He has, as I said earlier, I went through the lineup. He has an incredible, I don't know how he's going to fit all of it into one hour, but he has some incredible segments that are coming up on the boardroom. Uh, then Jew in the City with Allison Josephs, the Yom Yerushalayim special done by uh, Miriam L. Wallach on That's Life. I'll do the live lunch at 11 o'clock, and live at 12.30, Rabbi Eliyahu Fink is supposed to be in from California and join me live in studio. That should be interesting. He'll then stick around and do an hour on the stunt show between 1 and 2 o'clock live from New York on the topic of the Pew Report, uh, the recent Pew Report on Religion in America. So a lot of great programming between now and 2 p.m. And, of course, beyond that as well on our stream at jmnam.org. Make sure to be tuned in. Naomi Nachman with a fresh new show tomorrow morning on Table for Two. That starts at 9 o'clock. We'll give you the details on that coming up and, of course, tomorrow morning as well. And all through the weekend, wonderful programming. So a lot of great stuff happening. A lot of wonderful interest uh, continues to build as we continue to build uh, our incredible network online. So I thank you all for tuning in and for your comments and emails, etc., etc. Here's Yaakov Shweki.
young and helpless children, illness and confusion, please, no more. Old and lonely people, hunger, war and evil, please, no more. Now the time has come, everyone has won forever, let his kingdom rise up.
J.M. in the A.M. Ellie Marcus, brand new with David Hamelach. Before that, the Why You Maccabees with Draw You Cry. You heard Yaakov Shweki in there with Cry No More. Thursday morning, day 40 in the counting of the Omer. Day 40, five weeks, five days. We forgot to count last night. Make sure to do so sometime today. Well, when you're listening to the Nahum Siegel Network on a Saturday night, and we uh, always talk about how great our programming is, even on the weekends. So I should even say especially on the weekends. Um, at 11 o'clock each uh, Saturday night. And then repeated on the Monday morning is a um, fresh edition of a um, of a program that concentrates on uh, amazing halachic questions. It's called Headlines. David Lichtenstein, who's the author of Headlines, is also the host. Uh, and again, you could hear him at eleven o'clock every single Saturday night at NachumSiegel.com, JMNAM.org, on the NSN app, on our Listen line from anywhere around the world. There's all the different methods. And um, he is with us live via telephone. We never had a chance to really explore some of the things he's been able to explore uh, during his research, but he uh, has a few minutes for us this morning. David Lichtenstein, welcome to JM in the AM. Good morning, Nathan. How are you? Baruch Hashem. Pleasure to speak with you. You know, there there are a lot of topics out there, halachic topics that one can address that are, um, you know, more straightforward. Uh, that may, may have a, a more direct conclusion than some of the items you've explored. Uh, why have you, with headlines, both in book form and on the air, gone in the direction of presenting topics that are, I don't know, some would say controversial, some would say very complicated? Why have you gone in that direction? Well, I think that when we're working in the workforce, well, for starters, um, you know, for those who do, we, we come across issues that are frequently not addressed either in shul or in the yeshiva. And how do we deal with them in real life? Right. You're at work, and this happens all the time, and you have to shake a woman's hand. Well, they didn't teach you anything about that in yeshiva. So what are you supposed to do? You end up, you have to go to an iron kosher restaurant. How do you deal with that? These are situations that we come across in life, and we are not equipped to it because the yeshiva world, for the most part in yeshiva, would, we deal with issues that are Shabbos, Yom Tif, Davening, and the world is, has throws us curveballs. That's one part of what we do. Right. And another thing is, is that it's constantly changing. The world is changing very rapidly, and halacha has to, you know, has the ability to address these changes. So when we see things in the news and we say, wow, how would halacha address something like the kosher switch? Well, it's so new, there is nothing historically to really address it, and we have to extrapolate from existing halacha. So <clears throat> it's both exciting, it's contemporary, it's, it's, you know, we read news because we want to be on the cutting edge of what's happening. Mm-hmm. And this, so it brings a fresh nature. There was a, 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 a famous... British philosopher called Isaiah Berlin, and he said the reason why he left Frumkai is because he said he went to Yeshiva, and he read about Shershanagahesapara, a cow that was gored by a bull, and he said, I didn't, wasn't really interested in why a cow and a bull that are goring each other has anything to do with my life, <laughs> or if a fire is like an arrow or not. And my response to Isaiah Berlin would be, is that when you recognize that if you send a virus to somebody else's computer mm-hmm. and it wipes out all their data, 
the reason why you're chayiv is because of Eishem Mishum Chitzav, because when you send a fire, it's considered as if you send an arrow, and it's the same metaphor for sending electricity or a virus. You start to realize that all these things are extrapolations that can be used for very contemporary situations. Oh, no, no so question. It's exciting, it's fresh, it's contemporary. Sure, no question about that. Uh, well, you mentioned, you, you, you said two categories, and, and, in some ways, I would split it up maybe a little differently. There are certain categories uh, that you, um, or certain topics rather, that you address, which are of great interest and may not have, I don't know, serious ramifications for you or others in the community. For instance, you debate or ask about the, or write about the question about the insanity defense in halacha. Okay, you know, when, when, it, when it comes to halacha lamaisa, so to speak, when it comes to the opportune time, when that has to be addressed in a specific situation, obviously somebody would go to a Torah giant, discuss it with them, and, you know, utilize their experience and their expertise to reach a conclusion. But there's certain topics that you bring out in public, that you are discussing in this forum, um, which are much more sensitive. And I wonder if you hesitate sometimes to address any of these, or frankly, you know, it's all open game. You want everything discussed out there as a generalization with obvious, you know, with the obvious caveat that if someone's in a specific situation, they should go to a rabbi. Sorry. Uh, uh. A boy came to the Mashkiach of Baltimore, and he asked him, uh, David Krongles, and he said, I ha- I'm very embarrassed to ask you. He was stammering and stuttering, and he said, I have some questions. He wanted to discuss evolution, and he, the boy was very embarrassed. So David Krongles looked at the boy, and he said, I'd much rather that you discuss it with me here in Beis Medrash mm. than you learn everything about evolution in the street. Right. So the Gemara says, Ein Darshan Barayas, right, Ela Right. Right, it's supposed to be done, but we don't talk about Varam Sheva Right. But that was in an environment, a Victorian environment, with Varam Sheva were not spoken about in public. Right. But today, where every, on the front page of the New York Times, these things are spoken about to say nothing about the front page of papers like the Post or the News, etc., if our attitude is going to be, let our children or ourselves get educated by the Times or by other media, whereas we should retain the attitude as we don't speak about it, so basically we've abdicated all our education to secular media. Right. So if we take the attitude, look, they're hearing about gay rights, how to deal with issues like that, only from... But what is the Torah view of that? Okay. So then at this point in time, we have to use the same methods of, of distributing knowledge as they have. Otherwise, we have taken the Torah and basically said we have encapsulated and put it in, we've, we've, in a back seat. We right. have not so- given it the same ability to distribute its, 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 its hashkafa and its deus and its beauty because we are saying we will not use the same methods of distribution so, as they have, and it's So I am a great advocate and a great uh, endorser of your strategy. I think it's a great strategy, but, but I would assume, and we don't have to concentrate on this, but I'm curious, I would assume you've had some backlash from those who nonetheless feel that some of these topics, if not all, should not be discussed publicly. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, look, I, I get letters and I get calls from 
people who will say, <clears throat> you know, you shouldn't be discussing questions like that. But on the other hand, you know, it's yesh for yesh. For example, many people hold that the Internet is a, is a churban. Right. And, and there's no doubt that it is a churban. Or can be, correct. It, it, you know, there's no doubt right. that, you know, it's, correct. it has caused tremendous. But on the other hand, it's a reality. Right. I mean, it's, it, it is a reality. So the question is, are we going to say it's a churban and therefore let's, you know, there was a, a, a Rav in Muncie who they kept, a same, very quite and well-known Rav who they, they came out and they said, by, uh, there was a big Asifa in Muncie and they said the internet, sock was, you shouldn't have it. And if in your business you have to have it, you have to have a filter. Mm-hmm. This elderly Rav said, and make sure to tell them to change the filters every year. <laughs> so like, you know, the Internet is very dangerous, and it is a Corbin, but if we don't address it and we're not aware of it, the Lachavich Yerav was a very famous Tzadik in Europe, and he, a story happened to him. A Yid came to him, was a very ignorant Yid, and he was learning Parshish Nayach. He was a farmer, and he said to the Lachavich, he said, it says, Bayata Ishtacha Ubanecha El Hateva. Hashem said to Nayach, you, your wife and children, put them into the Word. He said, how did Nayach, his wife and his children, fit into a Word? So Lechavitch just smiled and he said, you know, he said, those were really terrible times. Chamas, Andra Lomoshida, was Nus, Gezel, terror was the worst time ever. Hashem had to destroy the world. He said, when there's really turbulent and dangerous times, the only way to really save your family is to enter into a dialogue. Right. An honest and meaningful dialogue. Excellent. So the Internet, we have two ways of dealing with it. We can make believe it doesn't exist. Right. And you'll have parents who, when they give it, when the kids get their iPhone or when their friends see their iPhone, and the kids in two minutes will see what their parents have not seen in their entire lives, right. what a person in a shtetl in Europe didn't see their entire lives, and they will totally be blown out of anything they ever, you know, they'll, they, their entire innocence of childhood will disappear in one second. That's one method of dealing with it. Or to say, let me get smart in a hurry, and by atav ishtachal banechal and let me get smart and enter into a dialogue. So the internet is one of the things, it is a korban, but on the other hand, look at people like Chabad, where they've used it to, you know, they do yeshivas online. They have all the all the shluchim. Yeah. They sit on school online. They said it's a tool. It's a powerful. Yeah. Tool. Look at people like the Nachum Siegel Network. Come on. The Nachum Siegel Network. <laughs> I just now yeah, we did a contest on the Nachum Siegel Network when we, you know on the thing we we said whoever sends us an email where you're listening from we're going to give you a hundred dollars. We'll do a raffle. A hundred dollars to um. Your favorite farm store. Right. I think I sent you an email. I got from Melbourne, Australia. Right. I got from Birmingham <laughs> in London. I got from the wildest places in the world. So we're using, it's like nuclear. You could use nuclear energy to blow up Hiroshima, Nagasaki, have three mile island accidents. Or alternatively, you could use nuclear energy to power the world and create nuclear and to create that doesn't have, that doesn't create carbon waste. Oh, do we need a we need a lot more Jewish leaders with your perspective? I'll tell you that much. 
in my opinion. Well, it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen. I mean, you know, the Internet is here. I mean, sadly, I mean, I'm not... A, I'm, I, I think it, it, it is very dangerous. And of course. 56% of the traffic on the Internet is pornography. Right. But knowing that just means let's be smarter about it rather than be in denial about it. But you know, our refrigerators will be smart refrigerators. Our thermostats are going to be smart refrigerators. Smart thermostat. It's the way of the world. And just like when the car came into existence, when the telephone came into existence, there were a few of that saying, my goodness, phones, who are people going to call? The worst imaginable things when magazines came into existence. But when all these things happened, at some point people said magazines, so let's make Yiddish magazines. Cars, let's use them to go to learn. Yep. So we have to have the same attitude, and we have to be constantly evolving on our toes to use these tools to create a better and a stronger and a more vibrant and a more modern Yiddish guy. Recently, David Lichtenstein has addressed the following topics uh, Saturday night, 11 o'clock, which you could hear at jmnam.org. Uh, vaccinations and halacha, uh, parenting children in a consumerism-obsessed society, bankruptcy and halacha. Um, did, was it this past Matzei Shabbos that you did the Kabbalah and Schoolist one? Was that uh, this? Yeah, we had Kabbalah and Schoolist. And we're getting very fabulous Rabbanim. We're getting, we had the partial Shech then bankruptcy in Halacha. We had probably the leading, me, you know, medical ethicist and probably the leading medical, most me, leading medical, knowledge, most knowledgeable person in medical Halacha in the world. And Rabbi Huda David Blyach, I mean, he's probably number one in America. Rabbi, Scheinberg, Rabbi Steinberg in Eretz Yisrael probably would be his peer. But except for those two, there is nobody on their peer level. I mean, all the people who are writing these vaccination letters, none of them have the level of either eruditeness or, I mean, he's, he has a doctorate. I mean, he's, so it, we're bringing the, the leading scholars of the world, and when they speak, they're speaking with, with uh, knowledge and they're, and they're citing, and, they're, you know, it's, it's, so it's, did anything, it's really sad, did, any, did anything surprise you about the conversation regarding Kabbalah and Skoulos? Yes, it surprised me. We had on a leading Agudarov, right? <clears throat> and it surprised me the clarity and the vehemence with which he came out against the quote-unquote Mekubalim who quote-unquote come to help people, but the way he said it, have a credit card number after their Yeshua. Right. And he said it with such a, a such a you know he didn't equivocate. He said if there's a credit card number after their name, there's something very wrong about it, and I could not agree with him more. Well, uh, I'll share with you a story sure. that I heard from. I don't know who I heard it from. Maybe my father. He said in Europe there was a big topic. It was called the Shpalaveda, and he was <clears throat> he was a pile Yeshua. He was a big makubal. Zidachayva was one of the greatest Mukubalim of among all the rabbis. He was called the Sarbeis Azayar. Very much wanted to, you know, study by him. And he heard that his chillis are heard in Shamayim. So he decided that for Slichus, which is like Sidim, considered the highest of the chillis, he wants to go daven by him Slichus. So he went to the usual show and he says, no, Slichus, he davens in the forest. He doesn't come here. He figures he's stabbed in the forest, a gobble the Yisrael like this. He must have a whole minion of Lamedvav Tzadikim. Well, who knows what they do? They probably go to the mikvah and they chide incantations and they learn Zayar and Kisferi. So 
he didn't know where it was, so he hid outside his home, <coughs> and he got there, and it was too late already. He had left earlier, so the next day he came in earlier, 3 o'clock in the morning. At 4 o'clock in the morning, he sees how the Shpolizadeh uh, comes out of his house, and he's dressed like a Russian uh, peasant with a fur thing, a fur hat on, and he's carrying an axe. And he leaves his house, and he's walking in the forest, and he, he's walking to the, deep in the forest, and he comes to a house, and outside this house, he starts chopping wood. He's chopping, he's chopping, it's 6 o'clock in the morning, there's a pile of wood, knocks on the door, he looks in the window, he sees it's the house, there's an almana with a few kids, and the lady says it's freezing, he says, who's there? Ivan, the wood chopper. I don't have any money. It's fine, you'll pay me another time. So come in, comes in, puts piled wood into the fireplace. He lights the fire, brings more wood in, makes a big pile. Soon there's a warm fire. The kids come out from the huddling from their freezing, and they come around the fire, and they warm up. He says, is it comfortable now in the house? You have wood for a few days? Yeah. Six o'clock in the morning, just a time for sleepers. As he's bringing the last wood into the house, the 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 hears the shpolazay the saying under his breath. This is how he's saying slichas. The real gedolei Israel didn't have credit card numbers after their names. When somebody came to them and they said, "We need Yeshua," it wasn't. And here's my credit card number. It was what can I do for you? What can I give to you? It's not if somebody came for a kidney, they said, how much money do I want to charge you? The Shpolazay would have said, here, how can I give you my kidney? That's the simon of a gobble of Israel. Oh, unbelievable. Where did you grow up? I grew up in Borough Park and Flatbush with, with interesting. all the good Jews. Very interesting. Uh, and ha- the, the book sold out, or, or its first printing sold out? What happened the with the headlines book? Now, Baruch Hashem, going into its fourth printing. Fourth printing. Very proud to say, yes. And is the, we- is the website still active, headlinesbook.com? Um, headline, yeah, headlinesbook.com. And you can buy it on Amazon and Baruch Hashem. So it's, I, I don't know if there are any left, but I was told by the OU that they just went into its fourth printing, and it's should be back in around, but they said another two or three weeks. And this week on uh, Saturday night is priorities in Stucca. Is that what's scheduled for this coming week? Um, this week, I, um, I think that priorities in Stucca is after Shavuos. Ah, okay. I, I, I'd be honest, I have to check what is this week. All right, but that'll Plus be that, a little bit. Uh, that'll be one of the topics coming up in the near yeah, future. Yeah, sorry. We have a great. We have Rabbi Eitan, Rabbi Eitan Feiner coming up. Uh, we have uh, Rabbi, Rabbi Moshe Heinemann is going to be speaking, who's really one of probably the two or three contempt biggest place in America is going to be speaking about the kosher switch. Oh, wow. So the goal is not to bring on, to bring on really the biggest Rabbanim in the world to speak about the most cutting-edge topic and to hear contemporary, but from really the leading Dayanim and Paiskim, Rosh Hashivas, and hear what they have to say about very exciting and current topics. Of all the... T- on, on, on Nachum Siegel, which is a network that has used the Internet, not and sees it, yes, it's a dangerous on one hand, but on the other hand, 
positively it could bring Tyra to the most far-flung places in the world. I greatly appreciate that. We even spoke about the uh, the. Uh, that's a good topic, by the way. You know, we we spoke about this effort uh, this week about getting a Torah on the moon. So, what did pe- how did people react? Number one, how could you send the Torah to the moon unaccompanied? You know, we don't we don't bring Torahs anywhere unaccompanied. And then, apparently, according to what someone told me this week, halachically, you're not allowed to bring a Torah somewhere where it won't be read. You can only bring it to a place where it will be read. So amazing. We, we talk about this concept, this, this, uh, you know, PR stunt to a degree that somebody has to send the Torah to the moon. Already people are discussing the halachic aspects of it. That's the way it should be. You wrote 34, I, I believe it's 34 topics in the book headlines. Is there one of the 34 that got the most, I don't want to say negative reaction, but the most, it, it ruffled the most feathers on both sides of the issue where, where you may even have thought afterwards, boy, maybe this one I shouldn't of printed? Well, I can't say printed, but I know when we went on the radio and we spoke about um, people with alternative lifestyles in halacha. We got a lot of both ways, uh, criticism as well as accolades. And the criticism was it's just too out there to be speaking about on the air. Right. But on the other hand, we I got a, a, any number of calls from people who, or letters from people who said, you know, I, uh, I have a gay child. Right. And we're pulling the hair out of our head, and my wife is sitting shiva. And it was very comforting to hear how to deal with it right. in a humane and a tyrannic way. And in fact, we, we, we did not want to take any call of that show. Right. Because, you know, historically, every time we try to bring up that topic, you have all the closet, excuse the French, Michigan coming out, you know, gay tall mothers, gay hinom. Right. And I had Y.Y. Y. Jacobson discussing, and he said, listen, this is a very sensitive topic, and people who have family members like this, it's a cause of tremendous grief. Right. And once it's posted online, and if it's done in a respectful and a serious way, it's a way for people to listen to it and to get solace and comfort and know how to deal with it in a humane and in a tyrannic way. So let's not turn it into a macabre you know, um, you know, screaming, you know, a show, uh, you know, humor show. Right. So and so that got a lot of a really a tremendous amount of uh, discussion. I would say that was the one that got the most discussion. Well, you're you're really on the right track. Amazing work, David Lichtenstein. Uh, the next program is 11 p.m. this coming Saturday night, Matzah Shabbos. You can enjoy it here at NachumSiegel.com. Uh, org, NSN app, etc., etc. And the book is called Headlines. You can go. Uh, to the web, headlinesbook.com. It is now in its fourth printing, and that's done with the uh, folks at OU Press. David Lichtenstein, Kolakavod, thanks so much for joining us this morning. All the best, Nachum. Keep up your amazing work. I appreciate that. Thursday morning broadcast, this is JM in the AM.
Yaakov Chesed with Hodul Hashem. Oh, pretty amazing. Quarter before 9 o'clock, it's JM and the AM. A big hello, or I should say a big uh, good morning to everybody who went on the NORPAC mission to Washington yesterday. We had heard a rumor that uh, that there were 1,500 people. In fact, we were told yesterday 1,475. Could you imagine? Almost 1,500 people on that mission this year. Uh, we've been talking about and concentrating over the last couple of years on 1,000 heading down with NORPAC to Washington. They completely shattered it this year. Unbelievable. Tomorrow, our weekly update. There's so much happening, and Malcolm Homeline is going to help us understand it. Tomorrow, the weekly update starting at 7.40 in the morning, Eastern Time, right here at jmnam.org. Weekly update tomorrow. Make sure to be tuned in. Always interesting. Always informative. And like I say, a lot going on. So that's all happening tomorrow. Uh, somebody asked... If the headlines are archived, the, meaning the shows that we uh, present on Saturday night with David Lichtenstein, who just joined us. And yes, if you go to the uh, archive section of uh, NahumSiegel.com, you will see um, headlines archived all the way until the 9th of May, this past Saturday night. So yeah, it's there. I suggest you check it out. Speaking of the uh, website and the... Um, and the stream, etc. We have an amazing day on the stream at jmnam.org. Uh, Charlie Harari has an incredible uh, lineup today. Just so much packed into one hour called the boardroom. Uh, that's coming up next live on the stream. So make sure to be tuned in for that. Uh, with a big shout out and hello to our friends at the Joel Paul Group in New York City. Um. 10 o'clock for Jew in the City Speaks. 10.30, Miriam Al-Wallach and her Yom Yerushalayim special. 11 o'clock, I'll do the live lunch at 12.30. At 12.30, Rabbi Eliyahu Fink arrives from California into our studio in, in New York City. Should be a very, very interesting. Um, a very interesting conversation. That'll be about 12.30. Then he'll stick around. He'll do the stunt show at 1 o'clock live from New York. Uh, he'll speak about the Pew Report on religion in America. So really an amazing day. I uh, want to say Tzaytchem uh, Shalom to the Amit group uh, celebrating their big 90th anniversary in Israel. The Amit celebration in Israel starts today. Uh, so to everybody who's part of that Amit mission, enjoy the Holy Land, especially with Yom Yerushalayim and Yom Chevron coming up. That should be amazing. Ooh, we got the fourth grade play tomorrow at Manhattan Day School. Thank goodness I took out the community calendar. <laughs> fourth grade play is tomorrow. I better bolt out of here at 9 o'clock tomorrow morning. Wow. Uh, can't wait to be there tomorrow at the MDS for the big presentation. Uh, the Yachad Five Towns run is in North Woodmere Park this coming Sunday. TeamYachad.com has information. The Hollis Hills Jewish Center celebrates Cantor Saul Zim's 50 years as Cantor this coming Sunday. Mazel Tov Saul from all of us here at JM in the AM. That's amazing. Oh, speaking of MDS, their big auction is Monday night. Manhattan Day School with, they have an incredible list of prizes. I mean, this is, whoever worked on this auction did a great job. From gift cards to, uh, to Judaica to unique experiences, restaurants, jewelry, electronics, sports tickets. Uh, trips, travel, 
There's a lot happening Monday night with the MDS auction, Manhattan Day School. You can look it up online. Um, don't forget, Sunday is the Yom Yerushalayim special with Matis starting at 7 a.m. online at jmnam.org. Monday is our Yom Yerushalayim Yom Chevron special with Mayor Weingarten. He will do the sounds of 1967. We'll do that at some point. Uh, he will discuss this incredible story of the uh, Goldschmidt family. He'll continue the story that he started on Yom Atzmaut. That'll be about 7.40-ish on Monday morning. We'll do that. And we'll be joined in Hour 3 by Rav Yosef Tzvi Rimon, who's getting the Hakara Tatov Award as the founder of Job Katif by the One Israel Fund on Monday night. So we'll do that. Uh, Ramon will be in our studio. I don't know how we're going to fit everything in. We're going to try our best, though. We're going to try to fit everything in on uh, Monday as we celebrate Yom Yerushalayim and Yom Chevron. The spring luncheon for Amuna is Tuesday. If you don't have your um, if you don't have your tickets yet, make sure to get them. In addition to all the great honorees, the keynote speaker is Miriam L. Wallach. You don't want to miss it. Uh, the Prince George Ballroom on East 27th Street is coming Tuesday at uh, 11 a.m. So make sure to uh, be there for the big Amuna luncheon and get your uh, tickets by going to the Amuna website and getting those reservations in ASAP. David Dax and company at JM in the AM.
Brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial, broadcasting live from the Sonia and Robert Gold Studios in Jersey City, New Jersey. Around the world on the web, jmtheam.org. Wraps up a great Thursday here at JM and the AM. Plenty coming up with Charlie Harari next with the boardroom and plenty more. I'll speak at 1230 Eastern time with Rabbi Eliyahu Fink. He'll be live in studio. 
join us for that. Comment on the app. The NSN app doesn't just let you listen to our stream, but it gives you an amazing opportunity to comment as things are happening as well. Uh, enjoy the day. Tomorrow, uh, we're back starting at 6 a.m. Naomi Nachman's going to be doing a, a Table for Two show at 9 o'clock tomorrow morning, a brand new show. And the Malcolm Homeline will join me at 7.40 tomorrow morning with the weekly update. Have a great Thursday. Till tomorrow, Malcolm Siegel reminding you, remember to pass, live the present, and trust the future.